from the CSI Today News Desk at the College of Staten Island. Welcome to the CSI Today Talks Podcast with your hosts, David Pizzuto and Terry Manns. The CSI Today Talks Podcast is your connection to the College of Staten Island with the newsmakers that make it happen. From world-renowned faculty and staff, dynamic students, and community leaders, stay connected to CSI with CSI Today Talks. And now, here is your host, Terry Mayers. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the CSI Today Talks podcast on CSIToday.com or from wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. This is Terry Mayers, co-host of CSI Today Talks, here to bring you the latest episode, Season 2, Episode 10. Today we're talking to Michelle Hodge, CSI Vice President for Student Affairs and Strategic Initiatives. Before we get to Michelle, we want to remind you to make sure that you subscribe to our podcast. Co-host David Pizzuto and I look to bring you new episodes often. Like this episode coming up, all of our episodes are available via our archive on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, from our website at www.csitoday.com, or from wherever you found us today. So let's get right into it. Thanks for joining me today, Michelle. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Great. Well, why don't we start things off with a description of your background, your academic and professional background. Sure. Um, you know, I was born in New York in the Bronx, and when it was time for me to go to college, I decided I wanted to pursue a uh, career in aviation, and so I went to Florida Tech in Florida, Melbourne, Florida, and it was there that I was able to earn a degree in aviation management, and it launched me into my uh, aviation career, for which I enjoyed very much and made it all the way to a vice president of station operations and customer service for a commuter airline, a major commuter airline. And But then 9-11 happened, and I ended up going uh, back to school, and I went to Purdue University in Indiana, loved Purdue University. I was able to earn a master's in organizational leadership there, and it sort of sparked a new trajectory in my life. Uh, when I was in the aviation business, I loved the training aspect. It's a, you know, a fairly complicated industry where there's always training and, and safety things we have to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. And so um, I liked that aspect of my aviation career. And when I was at Purdue, I ended up working with undergraduate students, and it really kind of ignited that passion again around education and development, and so that launched me into my career in higher ed. Okay. Returned to New York City and was able to actually combine the two uh, with my first job at CUNY, where I worked for uh, the CUNY Aviation Institute at York College in a workforce development grant program. Okay. You've been at the College of Staten Island now for a little while. What are your impressions of it so far and why? Well, I've been here since August 15th, and I have to say that I really, really enjoy it. Maybe even a little more than I expected I would. Good. 
because um, I just I've been a lifelong you know New Yorker outside of my time at undergrad and um, grad school in that little bit of time in the Midwest, and I really hadn't been to Staten Island much. And so I didn't know what to expect in terms of I knew there was a CUNY school there, and I've talked to my colleagues over the years. Mm -hmm. But, boy, is it such a gem. The campus itself is beautiful and expansive. Uh, Everybody's been super welcoming. And I just I really like, you know, being here. And I get up in the morning, and it's a little bit of a commute from the Bronx. But um, I look forward to getting here, and just the people have been very, very nice, and I really enjoy it so far. Great. Yeah, it is a beautiful place to work. I was surprised when I first saw the campus myself. This is my fourth CUNY campus working full-time, and I've been to many others and done some part-time work at some of them. And uh, they all have unique feels, and um, this one I love the fact that I can actually walk in greenery and yes. at dusk I see deer and and not that I didn't enjoy, you know, the hustle and bustle of downtown Brooklyn where I could, you know, go to a whole host of different restaurants and all these city sponsored events in the uh, in the streets of downtown Brooklyn as they were developing that area. Mm-hmm. But I, I love this campus feel of you know, you go from building to building where people have established Ways to show their personality, whether it's an academic department or the campus center, it's just it's really nice to to have that all in this 204 acres to explore. Why, in your opinion, is your division important? Sure. So, for me, student affairs, um, and actually all the jobs that I have had in CUNY, combined some part of student affairs in it because student affairs to me is about student advocacy, it's about student development, and about student support. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the makeup of a student affairs division can vary greatly from one institution to the next, but no matter what offices make up that division, it's always paramount to support students. We're trying to help students continue their education, access their education. And so it's pretty important that the holistic picture of a student's career in higher ed or at, at a college, that it's holistically um, supported. So in the classroom, our faculty do a wonderful job teaching students all the things they need to know to be successful in either their career or further uh, educational experiences. And then there's other things that students need to be successful in this environment, whether it be help with financial aid or an outlet for um, another talent they have that might not be closely related or they're able to exercise during their regular academic program, whether it's students who may have a temporary uh, crisis that could really interfere with their educational goals. And there's, you know, the whole fun aspect of being able to be with your friends and your colleagues and, you know, share a meal and share experiences 
that create a sense of community and belonging to a place. So the Student Affairs Division does a lot of that work in partnership with other parts of the college and the university and often takes a leadership role in those type of co-curricular activities. Okay. Uh, have you had any opportunity to meet any of our students in formal or informal settings? And if so, could you discuss that a little bit, please? Yes. Yeah, so I try to take an opportunity every week, and so far I've been pretty successful to go where students might be and to talk with them in informal ways. So the week of welcome events, I had the calendar on my desk, and whenever I wasn't in a meeting, if there was an event, I ran over just to, to say hi. I also had uh, the privilege of having pizza with some students and the president, and actually that is going to be a regular thing that happens periodically, that the president and I will find what I call an affinity group, you know, some kind of set of students who are affiliated with each other in some way, whether it be a club, an athletic team, a, a major, and uh, sit down and have pizza and just hear what their concerns are, what their experience is like. I had the pleasure, and I love to do this, and I have put out an open call to folks uh, to actually do a little student development sessions. I did one with our student athletes and um, the student leaders of each of the teams, some leadership development, spend a good hour with them uh, discussing active listening and being empathetic. So, you know, I try, formal or informal, I try to take advantage of any time I can to uh, speak with students, including sometimes walking from one meeting to the other and stopping and talking uh, to students. There was a, a student who was out in, I don't know the names of everything yet, but on Alumni Walk, I guess there's like a halfway point where there's a, a meeting gathering space, and there was a student who had been playing guitar there for the first few weeks of class, so I stopped and said hello and talked to him for a little while. Um, I've taken walks with the president of student government who showed me you know, certain things about the campus and things that they would, they're working on and would like to improve, as well as some things that I should really check out. And, and I took a bus ride a couple times around on the loop bus on campus and uh, was able to just talk with some students briefly there who told me I really need to take the ferry bus uh, to get a, a real picture of their um, experience on the transportation provided by the College of Staten Island. Okay, so next, um, let's get into some more of the specifics of your division. Uh, what are some of the areas for which uh, Student Affairs is responsible? Sure. So, as you know, there have been a lot of changes at uh, the College of Staten Island. We have an interim president who was on the podcast earlier this season, and um, there are also uh, some other administrators, senior administrators who have come in as interim, I being one of them, our provost, who started three weeks ago, um, is also interim joining us uh, here recently. And so 
these divisions and departments may start to look a little different. So there's a little bit of transition. But one of the major things that I did want to communicate is that student affairs also encompasses uh, some enrollment offices as well. Mm -hmm. And so I'll talk about them sort of in how they relate to either a traditional student affairs or enrollment uh, mindset, even though I tend to be a little unconventional in my thoughts about these departments. So things like you probably would find in almost any student affairs division, an office of student life, the counseling, things like the Center for Student for Accessibility, Conduct, Judicial Affairs, Health and Wellness, um, and some of those enrollment offices I was mentioning were things like financial aid and admissions, as well as some departments that have uh, been known to provide really awesome support for students in various stages of their college careers, like the Black Male Initiative and CUNY Edge and the Children's Center. Mm -hmm. So there are lots and lots of departments and Basically, we try to be a division of people who support students no matter what they're engaged in with the College of Staten Island, um, whether it's from trying to figure out whether they want to come to Staten Island to what they want to do after uh, they have completed their Staten Island educational experience. Okay, Michelle, uh, what are some of your immediate objectives as Vice President for Student Affairs? So, interesting you should ask. Just uh, last Friday, I had my first meeting with all the leaders of the offices, and I laid out a couple of what I call strategic imperatives for the entire division. So the first one is to foster enrollment growth. We're really going to look at how um, we could be even more intentional, how we might find new opportunities to support enrollment growth. Enrollment is not just recruiting students uh, and admitting them, but it's every aspect of an interaction with, with students in every department in my division as well as in the, at the college can contribute to enrollment growth, so fostering enrollment growth. And the second one is really being very intentional in adding diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging initiatives to what we already offer. So that could be just highlighting how something we already do contributes to that, or looking at our processes to see whether they're equitable to creating new programming and going after grant and other funding opportunities that might support this kind of work, as well as really strategic partnerships with the rest of the campus to make sure that we are being as inclusive as we can, making sure that everything that we do, we try to run through this diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging lens to see how we're contributing to fostering that on our campus. And then I have a one that's more for me, but I'm trying to do it as a initiative of example. I want to model partnering 
more with internal and external community uh, constituents. So we have plenty of departments that partner with other departments. We have other departments that um, partner with the external constituents interested in the success of the College of Staten Island. And I want to be involved in that, increase those possibilities, because I think with the first imperative, we need all the help we can get. Um, but also, it's not just uh, help for us. I think we have so much to offer. And without partners out there who can spread the word about the good work at CSI, I think there are people who are missing opportunities right in their neighborhood or you know, a short uh, commute away. And so we really, I think, for a place that I found is so much a part of Staten Island, Staten Island history, Staten Island economics, that um, we really would benefit greatly from even more partnership with internal and external constituents. Okay. Now, these are some of the main objectives. Are there any smaller items that you'd like to address that you have in mind? Well, wherever I go, I uh, really at heart, the business that, I, that I'm about, so to speak, is the development of leaders. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in the process of figuring out how best to uh, do that here amongst my other responsibilities and duties. But it is really important for me to put in place intentional development for staff, and it will probably be related to those two imperatives, the uh, learning about how they can expand their knowledge and skill base to help enrollment growth, as well as the DEIB work that we all want to engage in, creating opportunities to be leaders in that type of work. And so that's, um, you said smaller scale. I'm not sure how much smaller scale it is, but it is very important, and uh, and I want to be able to uh, create more opportunities with the help of the rest of the community for that type of leadership development. And also, there are some programs and partnerships that I have been exposed to over the years to help students increase their leadership potential and uh, the opportunities for more students to engage in leadership. So that's another initiative is fostering new or creating more access to current leadership experiences for students. Okay. Now, earlier on, you mentioned a very critical uh, area for many colleges these days, and that's uh, increasing enrollment. Enrollment is down for a lot of colleges and universities these days. And a related area is student retention. Uh, What would you do in regard to this to keep students at the College of Staten Island? I'm so glad you made that connection. I consider myself an enrollment professional, and enrollment is always about both attracting and retaining and graduating students. It's, it's not any one piece of that. Real enrollment management is making sure that you're able to attract the students that um, can be successful, supporting them and giving them opportunity while they're here to be successful 
and then making sure that we can help and support them to graduation and into their uh, next phase, whether it be career or higher uh, degree. And so for me, retention is probably the biggest of those three things, and, and so it's always a major part of what I think enrollment is. And so what guides what I hope to do here and has guided me um, probably for the last six years of my career is a concept called holistic student supports. And people use those terms sort of generically, but earlier in my career I worked with Achieving the Dream, which is a nonprofit that helps students graduate from college, and they have a very specific definition for holistic student support, which is to give students the support they need when they need them and in the intensity in which they need them. Okay. And so this is not uh, an easy thing to do, especially when you talk about the large numbers of students that CSI services. So the phase that um, I think we'll be entering in here in the very near future is taking a lot of the data we have about our students, disaggregating it in ways that we can find out what supports students need in specific uh, circumstances. So not to just create programs that everybody gets, whether they need it or not, but to find out what the real needs that we can support are and get those interventions to those uh, students and to continue to build on that. To me, um, and what I've seen in, in, the, in the literature as well as the experience I've had at other institutions, students who get the supports that they need and are not bogged down by requirements for supports that they don't need tend to have good academic momentum they're retained by the college and graduate um, in a timely manner. And so that's what shapes the retention efforts that I hope to support and in many cases hopefully initialize at the college. In regard to retention, student morale and a sense of belonging walk hand in hand with that area. And you mentioned some of the leadership initiatives that you hope to bring about. What are some of the other areas that uh, you think that would be a good idea to bolster uh, morale and uh, sense of belonging? Yeah, I want to kind of continue to and increase the amount of visibility of myself and other uh, administrators by being present at student events, inviting students into visit in the office, encouraging staff, other senior administrators, faculty, everybody who works at the college to engage students more and more. Um, you know, we've been separated from the campus for many of us for the majority of four semesters prior to this semester. Mm -hmm. And I think we can learn a lot from engaging each other on campus in person if possible, and as often as possible. And I think that connection will help foster a sense of belonging and 
Um, what I found is that students' morale is improved when they feel like they're being listened to. And so I plan on increasing the amount of time that I can do that in person with students than has been possible over the last two years as we were under uh, COVID protocols that prevented some of those interactions. And so, as you can see by the strategic imperative of infusing diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, we certainly, um, as a division, are going to be working to make sure that everything we do has a sense of encouraging students that they are in the place they should be okay. at the College of Staten Island. And they belong here, and if they feel like there's something that can help improve that, we will definitely listen to it, explore the possibilities, and see what's possible to, to implement to increase students' sense of belonging. And the same goes really for staff as well. Now, let's get a little bit more personal with your experience here so far. Uh, what are your favorite aspects of this job at CSI and why? Well, I think my favorite aspects are when I have the opportunity to listen to uh, students and staff. Why? Because that's when I learn what's important, what might be worth uh, really promoting that not enough people know about, to learn about things that might be impediments to belonging and impediments to retention. Mm -hmm. It's in listening. And, you know, I like certainly the opportunity to meet with groups of students, but, you know, I hope if anybody sees me walking on campus, whether it be students, faculty, staff, if you know, it usually takes me a few minutes to walk between buildings. I'd love a quick chat as I walk if they're open to it because that's some of my most treasured interactions with students, faculty, and staff or those conversations where somebody says, you know, I was thinking of or something that starts with, well, what happened was and I was wondering if you knew who could help me with that or if you could help me with that. It's in those conversations, often I can learn how to help the student so that we can maybe put something out that helps more students who may be in that situation. Mm -hmm. But also I think it's just people are, are amazing. And CUNY students and CUNY staff and CUNY faculty are so open with their desire to be community. And I think listening is like the biggest way you can help foster community. So I love doing it, I learn a lot, and I hopefully find ways to help people through that activity. All right. And let's take a look at the other side of the coin. What have been some of the biggest challenges so far? Well, you know, the challenges are not new and um, probably won't go away overnight, but certainly our biggest challenge is our enrollment situation. Uh, you mentioned earlier that much of higher ed is seeing less uh, enrollment. We are not especially an outlier in terms of 
uh, our enrollment decline, but we have a, a large hill to climb. And, and so because that is tied to all kind of things that the college does in terms of everything from revenue generation to, you know, just having a full use of all the capacity that we have, you know, those are real challenges that we have to, to face head on, and it's not necessarily going to be that easy. But I have yet to have a conversation with somebody on campus who's not concerned about that and want to do something and want to help. And so enrollment might be our biggest challenge, but I think it's a community here that uh, is learning more and more about how they can address that challenge from their stance, from where they work as students, for how they can interact with their fellow uh, students to encourage their retention. I think it's a challenge that many people are very much ready to work on, and so I'm very hopeful that we will be able to improve the enrollment uh, position of the college in the coming years. Okay. And one final question for you, and maybe you have an answer for this, maybe you don't, but uh, what is your long-term vision for student affairs at CSI? So my long-term vision really is I want to help the college be one of the exemplars uh, in higher ed around that concept of student holistic student supports, mm -hmm. really understanding and communicating the data that we have about our students, about our institution, about our our community, and being able to really be very intentional in how we support our community. And so that really is a tall order to be an exemplar because much of higher ed is striving to do this. But I think I'm at a place where, that I've so far everybody I've met, a place people like, they want to be here, uh, and they want everybody who is a part of the community to be better off than they were yesterday. And so I think this is a good place to lay the groundwork and work with everybody to be an exemplar in how we support uh, students. And I just want to be able to encourage everybody, students, faculty, staff, to develop into world-class, well, they're ready, some of the people I've met already have demonstrated that they're world-class, but to develop more world-class leaders uh, out of our, our staff and our students. And so that's, I think, my vision for the division, uh, and to do that through those two strategic imperatives of really being intentional about enrollment growth, everybody, not just one or two or three departments, every department and being very intentional about infusing diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging initiatives in everything uh, we do. Okay. I don't know if we have one moment. There was one thing I wanted to mention. Okay, go ahead. Pretty uh, quickly, and it just you know comes back to mind about our conversation about enrollment, and I'm very excited 
about our possibilities now that we're, you know, mostly back in person. And um, so the open house is coming up November 13th. Mm -hmm. And I'm interested in the hope that everybody who can participate in that uh, and come out and show prospective students in the community all the great things that we have to offer. But along with that, you know, there are some partnerships that we are engaging in with CUNY, the CUNY Reconnect, um, which we're really doing a lot of outreach to students who may have stopped attending. And so anybody who knows somebody who stopped attending, um, we're really looking for ways to support them to reconnect and, and to rejoin our community in the classroom. And anybody or anything that you think we can do to encourage those students, please let me know. We're really working hard to do some more uh, linkages between CSI and the community colleges in CUNY, not just in articulation agreements, but actually in terms of the uh, support offices and the enrollment offices. Um, and so we're doing that. And then we are very much interested in creating more partnerships with Office of Academic Affairs and the offices that um, are part of the Academic Affairs Division in order to see how we can support our students. And a lot of this, again, is like it's so exciting to be able to do this kind of work in person, on campus, taking advantage of the great campus resources, the great campus environment, and the people that are here. It's just I want to encourage people to really engage on campus and in person as much as possible. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for joining me today and talking about where you're seeing your division, Student Affairs, going in the future. I wish you the best of luck, and uh, again, welcome to CSI. Thank you very much. Look forward to seeing you and others on campus. Don't forget to wave hi when you see me walking across <laughs> the alumni walk. Will do. All right, Take thanks care. again. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening. Coming up next week, David Pizzuto rejoins the show with another exclusive interview on CSI Today Talks. Check us out, as well as all the newsmakers at CSI, on www.csitoday.com, and be sure to subscribe. We'll see you next week, right here on CSI Today Talks. Thank you for listening to this edition of the CSI Today Talks podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast to get alerted for brand new episodes and to listen on demand to your favorites. Be sure to check us out at www.csitoday.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.